This is Locked On Gamecocks, and hey, I've got great news for you, because if you're like me, you're going to start experiencing, experiencing some withdrawal symptoms from not having live sports for a while, but you've got us, and we've got you. The Locked On Podcast Network is just going to continue business as usual. We've got a lot of great features coming up that are going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to involve a lot of people. Um, And, of course, uh, we're going to be safe. We're going to practice social distancing, just as all the universities are, and more on those policies in just a second. But no live sports for a while, but that's okay. Because we're going to have some fun. We're going to look back at some of the great games in Gamecock history. Some of the great players in Gamecock history. And maybe have some guests on that we wouldn't normally get because, hey, we've got some availability coming up. And also, what would have happened? Would Dawn Staley have won her second national title had not all of the spring sports uh, or winter sport and winter sports championships been canceled? How about this Gamecock baseball team under Mark Kingston? Was he headed to an NCAA regional? Were they going to host an NCAA regional? So we can talk a little bit about what might have been, what's going to happen to these student-athletes as well in terms of scholarships, scholarship limits, who's coming back. So we can do all that. Let's do that in the third segment because we're also going to get some audio in today from Ray Tanner. He held his press conference uh, something that I was covering, and we we get some of the answers, although there's still a lot up in the air, according to Ray Tanner. Um, but it was good that we got some clarity on some things. Now, as I said, we're going to continue business as usual at the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and this is a chance, too, to explore all of the Locked On Podcast Network. I was just recently on the Locked On Giants podcast because Patricia, and I encourage you to check out her podcast if if you're an NFL fan, and we were just talking about, you know, the fit for Javon Kinlaw, um, potentially with the Giants. So uh, what about Brian Edwards? What kind of player is he going to be in the NFL? Where may he get drafted? So, some interesting things, and we still have the NFL draft ahead, which means we'll probably uh, reach out to some people, as I said, that we've never had before, uh, or never had access to before, that uh, we can talk with about players like Tavian Feaster, players like Rico Dowdle, um, maybe even the draft potential of some current Gamecocks, you know, even skip ahead a year or two. So, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, We had a big town hall uh, with everybody from the Locked On Podcast Network yesterday uh, about some of the things that we're going to do in terms of features and the fun we're going to have and how we'll help each other so that we can keep bringing you a great product. So there won't be anything necessarily to update on Gamecock Sports on a daily basis. So, But we have so many connections. If you have been a Gamecock fan your whole life, We have so many connections. So many of us share memories uh, dating back to George Rogers or before when Jim Carlin was the head coach. How about back to Paul Dietzel, the ACC football championship at the end of the 69 year? Um, You know, and all the way through, of course, what my childhood would have been, which was the Sterling Sharp, Todd Ellis, Harold Green, Joe Morrison era. 
Then into Sparky Woods and Brad Scott through Lou Holt, Steve Spurrier, and now into the Will Muschamp era. So, so many connections, so many great players uh, that we will talk about, the, and we'll share those memories over the next few months. So, that's something that's, that's of utmost importance. And let me share with you, before we hear from Ray Tanner, something I took. This is, you know, this is me reading between the lines, having an optimistic perspective about something I heard from Ray Tanner. So Gamecock's athletic director, Ray Tanner, holding a press conference. And he is asked a question about the uh, cancellation of the College World Series already and how quickly that took place. How, how, How quickly that decision was made. Now, Ray Tanner, previous to answer this question, had mentioned that he had been in consultation with athletic directors and administrators from all over the country. A lot of conferences, they were sharing information, telling what they had from their health officials and what their school was going to do. So the decision was made to cancel the NCAA tournament, men's and women's. A real hit to the Gamecocks because Dawn Staley was certainly going to be the top. Her team was going to be the top overall seed. And we were going to see Kiki and Aaliyah and and everybody go after uh, Dawn Staley's second national championship. So that was a hit. And as he was discussing that, he said that that tournament was imminent. We had to make that decision. And we figured out logistically it was not going to be possible for us to put together a tournament and crown a national champion. And we explored that, but it wasn't going to be possible. Okay. And I think we're all disappointed. And we'll, we've got, we'll get to Don Staley's statement in a minute. We're all disappointed, but understand it. What about the College World Series? Well, Ray Tanner, later in the press conference, said, I thought that was essentially too quick. Pulled the trigger too quickly on that. I thought that was something we could have put on hold and perhaps revisited. Well, let me tell you why that gives me optimism. And 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 by the way, Ray Tanner said at least twice in the press conference he used the term revisited. So I am hopeful that we all of these precautions we are taking with social distancing are going to slow the spread of coronavirus and we can get back to our sporting events sooner rather than later. I'm hoping the plan we're putting in place is is going to work and then that gives us the confidence to go back to our sporting events more quickly now having canceled all of the spring sports championships i don't know that that you know that genie can be put back in the box i suppose that's over but oh and by the way the the official date now is sec sports have been suspended until april 15th so i don't i I think maybe the college world series could be revisited And, and one of the reasons i say that is Follow me here. Ray Tanner is getting information that we don't have access to. He's getting informed opinions. It's kind of like, you know, crowd think. He's getting informed opinions from all over the country. Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, they're all talking to each other. And in doing so, they're getting, they're coming to a decision. 
And Ray Tanner did not hear anything from anyone that made him believe they needed to cancel the College World Series at that moment. So I, I hope you can see why I'm optimistic. The reason being, I hope you're following me, that he's hearing all of these opinions and he agrees men's and women's basketball tournaments can't be, cannot, unfortunately, go on as planned. It's just not going to be safe. It's not going to be in the best interest of student-athletes, fans, etc. But even after hearing all of that information and getting informed opinions from experts who are making hard decisions throughout the country, Ray Tanner still thought it was a rash decision to go ahead and cancel the College World Series. That gives me hope that there is, since he didn't hear anything that made him believe that the College World Series should be canceled, it gives me hope that there is no information out there like that and that we will slow the spread of COVID-19 and get back, if not by April 15th, perhaps shortly thereafter, and salvage the College World Series. Now, come on. I know I'm being a cockeyed optimist. I know that that is a lot of pieces that have to fall in place. But you see why I'm optimistic. Ray Tanner did not say, hey, College World Series, yeah, that's just, you know, had to go. Cost of doing business right now. We're not going to be back in school for a while. He didn't say that at all. And you'll hear that. We'll make sure we make that part of, of the comments you hear coming up. Ray Tanner thought it was too soon to, to cancel, to kill off this year's College World Series. That makes me optimistic. We'll take a break here on Locked on Gamecocks. And when we come back, we still have comments from Ray Tanner, the athletic director. You'll hear some of the answers to, to the questions that we've posed right here on, you know, in this in this space. You'll hear some of those answers from Ray Tanner. We're getting some clarity on those things. And we'll get you the statement from Dawn Staley. Heartfelt statement on the end of the season, the close to what could have been a run at a second national title for her and her team. Very, very talented team. This is Locked On Gamecocks. It's Black Garnet and Daly here with you every day until we get back to normal. Stay with us for Ray Tanner next. This is Locked On Gamecocks. We'll get to Ray Tanner in just a moment. But right now, let's take a look at... Dawn Staley's statement uh, after she heard the news uh, that it came down that the rest of the season would be canceled. And for her, all they had left was the NCAA Women's Tournament. They were going to be the top overall seed. And most, most women's college basketball analysts had South Carolina and Oregon as the prohibitive favorites with South Carolina way out in front. The odds on favorite to take home the title, and whatever happens in the future. And if these were all the right decisions that were made, and based on the current information, it seems that they were, it still 
will be so saddening that this group of players, however this plays out, in this time, it was going to be March, April 2020. They were going to get this opportunity. They certainly looked like the best team in the country. And they will not get that opportunity back. Even if we return to life as normal next season. And Don Staley does win a second national title. And Aaliyah Boston and, and many others are there on the team. But this specific group, in this time, there's a certain rhythm to a season. They will always be remembered as a team that would have won a national title and did not. And those players will always remember this team and all that they accomplished. And Ray Tanner actually speaks to that, saying he doesn't know what the backlash is going to be about canceling this tournament, uh, but he does know that in his mind, this was the top team in the country. He said they were they were number one. They were 32-1. and one. Uh, it, it's, a, it's almost comical how good they were. And Don Staley said, This is a difficult time with so many conflicting emotions. First and foremost, we have to recognize how important it is to do the right thing for our community. Sports is a big part of our lives, but just one part of how we are connected to each other. We need to step back and think about the larger good served by canceling events that put people at risk. As competitors, we are certainly disappointed that we will not have the opportunity to contend for a second national championship. That said, it will not diminish the way we look at our season, how we value our body of work over the last four months. We have measured ourselves against the best in the country over that time and will embrace and relish that accomplishment. For our seniors and the others throughout the country who will not have the chance to finish their careers the way they expected to, that's a tougher, more emotional thing to process. Again, we have to lean on that this is the right thing for everyone's health and safety. Well said by Dawn Staley, and it's no surprise, she almost always says the right thing and does the right thing, and this is unprecedented. So we don't know how to react, but we know this, Dawn Staley carries herself with class. Here's Ray Tanner answering questions from the media, many of which we've asked on this podcast about what's happened and what's next. The safety, health, and well-being of our student-athletes, fans, coaches, staff are the most important responsibility that we have in our athletics department. This COVID-19 issue is a very serious public issue for so many people. I pray for those that have been affected and and all my blessings go to their families as we move forward and hopefully it becomes mitigated and eliminated at some point in our athletics department we have more than 500 student athletes coaches and staff and the health and safety is important for all of them our counterparts my counterparts in the sec have been together this week via telephone prior to that and we made some decisions of the same mindset. Uh, I'm proud to be part of such a unified group in the SEC led by our commissioner, Greg Sankey. The decisions that we have made were made with as much information as possible and as expeditiously as necessary. The COVID-19 virus is fluid with new information coming in all the time. 
which may cause decisions to be made or revisited. You probably saw earlier today the presidents and chancellors in the SEC unanimously approved a, a, a proposal from the athletic directors that we would suspend all activity, team, and individual activities effective today through at least April 15th. By suspending these activities during this time and cutting back on in-person campus instruction, we're, we're doing our best to reduce the chances that the coronavirus, COVID-19, will spread in our community. I know that this is disappointing to a lot of student athletes, coaches, and fans, but it, this decision has been made with an abundance of caution during the most difficult time. We've imp implemented a plan for all of our student athletes, coaches, and staff so that we can deal with the impact of these decisions and we've communicated it to all of, all of our student athletes, coaches, and staff. We have told our student athletes who are home to remain there and who are here that want to re return home to do so. Our athletic facilities, including weight rooms, and all of our facility facilities will be closed during this time. We will be open at the Doty Anderson Academic Enrichment Center for dining and academic services, and our athletic training rooms will remain open. You might have seen that the NCAA has granted a season of competition waiver for all the student athletes that were participating in spring sports, with more information to come. You also know that um, in the, under the guidance of the SEC and the NCAA, we've stopped all recruiting through April 15th on campus and off, uh, on, on campus and off campus recruiting. The pro day that was scheduled for April 19th has been canceled. Spring game on April 4th has been postponed. That rescheduling will depend upon if practices is rescheduled following our April 15th date. In the athletics department, certainly the people that have purchased tickets for our spring events will be refunded. Uh, more information to come with that. Uh, we, we continue to have conversations with our public health officials and we remind everyone to be attentive to everyday preventive actions identified by the CDC. I know that our student athletes, coaches, and many administrators are disappointed right now. We provide great opportunities for our student athletes to grow and learn. This is one of those times that doesn't involve sport. We, we've been through tornadoes, floods, hurricanes. We have tragedies, catastrophes, and then many times sport is an outlet for, for those situations. But this is not one of those occasions. Sure. Given that the situation is fluid, have you guys assessed what the potential for the economic fallout might be for Gamecock Athletics because of suspension of play? Well, certainly there will be economic impact, but that has not been our focus. Our focus has been the health and well-being of everybody involved, people that are, that are in this community, in this city, in this state, and that's been our emphasis, and in particular on our student athletes. We were in spring break, as you know, it's been extended for a week, and then there will be some distance learning that will take place. So that, that has been our, our focus. The, the financial impact will be there, but that's not our main focus right now.
Locked on Gamecocks, Matt Smith here with you, and we will be here with you until we get everything back to normal here in the world of sports. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be unique, something we've never dealt with before, but that's going to make it somewhat fun for us as well uh, to be with you every day. And, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fresh. It's going to be wild. So stay tuned with us. Stay subscribed. We're going to be your lifeline to the world of sports, even if it's just the things that have happened in the past and opinions about things that haven't happened and, and perhaps would have happened uh, in the world of sports while we're taking a bit of a hiatus in the interest of public health and safety. Back to Ray Tanner answering more questions, some of which have to do with the economic impact. Um, you know, what what kind of blows will the athletic department incur and where that landed kind of on his list of priorities as he and other athletic directors, administrators, and leaders in the college world of athletics We're trying to make those decisions about how to handle things from the NCAA men's tournament to getting back on the baseball field. Ray, with baseball, you know, if assuming that they could come back after April 15th, would you play the existing schedule? Would you try to add more games? How would all that work by trying to fit in a a full season? Very interesting. I'm not sure how that would work. You know, you talk about the conference slate. It's a 30-game schedule. Some non-conference games mixed in. So, you would also need a little bit of time to get ready because right now we're inactive. So there's a, a spring training effect that would be necessary, if you will. So there are just more questions than there are answers. The, the focus right now, as I said, is the coronavirus and to, to try to get in a situation that we're doing our part on this campus and our student athletes are doing their part. And um, let's, let's try to, to get this mitigated and eliminated. Ray, you heard what Don said yesterday. Do you believe if there's no women's tournament that the women's basketball team should be named officially national champions? And if if not, will you hang a banner or have any plans for that? Well, I think it's too early to have those conversations and, and um, not, to, not to be avoiding your question, but our focus has certainly been on the COVID-19 in the last few days. I will add that um, we were on quite a run and if I'm not mistaken, we were 32 and one. We're ranked number one in both polls, and we won the regular season title and the tournament championship. So we, uh, you know, in my in my mind, we're number one. The uh, the word, of course, with the, with the spring athletes being able to give them an opportunity to be able to come back next year. I know people have been asking about winter sports. It seems like logistically that might be a little bit more difficult. Have you been able to get into those discussions at all? Have not. I mean, I think, you know, we've had some offline about the winter and the spring and those kind of things, but it's just been offline conversation with some of my colleagues. I was glad to see the NCAA took a step already with the spring sports, but that has to be defined too. Um, There's, it's not as easy as saying they'll be granted another year of eligibility. There's incoming recruits and and so forth, six year people, if you will. Um, The winter sports, I, I would have been okay if, if in some capacity that would have been included as well. Uh, well, you know, time would tell. Uh, again, we're, we're talking about competition, we're talking about games, and I understand that as part of why we're here today, but our focus is on getting our student athletes in the proper place 
right now to help do their part in, in diminishing the spread of the coronavirus. To your knowledge, have any of your student athletes been tested or whether positive, negative, and, and what will be the protocol moving forward if, if someone needs to to be tested and, and quarantined and you know beyond? If if kind of you stuff? have symptoms, and this has been this has been um, instructed to our student athletes, if you have st- symptoms, you're to contact the trainer. Trainer will contact the doctor, and and you will be. You will be tested. You will be. You will see a physician to see if a test is necessary. So there's a protocol in place. We have one athlete that came from a level three zone that is is in quarantine at the present time. It's a self quarantine, um, asymptomatic, if you will. So that one, one person, one student athlete that I know of, and one student athlete that I'm aware of that has been tested. That's, is that the same person, or just one? No, two, two, two people. One hasn't been tested, self-quarantine. One has been tested. Was there any piece of information that led to the April 15th date that said that's the right amount of time, or is that just what you landed on in terms of an abundance of caution? I think that's where we landed based on when we analyzed where we were and talking to other athletic directors and, their, and what's going on on their campus, that um, we, we moved if you will, a few days beyond March 30th to April 15th uh, with an abundance of caution in mind. Has NCAA or the SEC made any sort of medical staff available to consult? Have y'all been able to consult directly with medical folks in these conversations? Yes, I, and, and we're, all, we're all consulting with our local health officials, certainly following protocol CDC, and, and the conference is doing the same thing. So we're sharing information and different different Universities in different states. Uh, was there any particular tipping point or, I guess, piece of information that kind of came to you guys that made you make the jump from canceling just intercollegiate events to also canceling workouts, practices, and, and team activities as well? I don't know that there was any particular point we got to, but as, as this situation evolved, it just became apparent that the urgency became greater, if you will. And, and being a part of the group, um, you know, we, we started with, you know, we're going to have games to go into a place where it's going to be family only. And, and then we got to a place that that wasn't going to work either. So we're, we're trying to make sure that we do everything possible to do our part as people in college sports at intercollegiate level to partake in the elimination of this virus. It, it seemed like uh, Commissioner Sankey was taken off guard with some of the announcements uh, that were made yesterday with relation to the College World Series and so forth. With the um, eligibility deal uh, next year, as far as balancing rosters go and scholarship numbers, do you feel like the NCAA will do a, a better job or, or approach differently the conversation with commissioners or its institutions or, or schools or do you think they will make their own decision just like they did with the World Series? Well I, I would hope that communication would be different. Uh, I know some people have been outspoken you heard what the commissioner had to say. We were not aware that the spring sports championships were going to be brought into play until you were aware 
we found out the same time you did. So that's um, uh, that's not the position that we'd like to be in. I mean, I, certainly from a commissioner standpoint, there should have been involvement. Speaking of the College World Series, what was your reaction to hearing that that would be canceled? Well, my reaction, you know, when 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 I saw that, I, I had to I paused. I said, that's that's down the road a piece. You know, did, was it necessary to take that action now? And it's the same way I felt about Oklahoma City and, and the Women's College World Series. And then I started thinking about where does tennis golf, what are their dates? And did we, did we need to move this quickly? And, and I didn't, I'm not one to say that it was a wrong decision, but my first thought was we're taking action with the NCAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament. That was imminent. They took action. My personal thought was we could have paused and, and revisited the, the spring sport championships at another time. Coach, I know you said earlier that revenue wasn't uh, focused in these decisions, but I was just curious with regards to the women's basketball team, if there was any insurance policy or contingency plan with regards to those first two NCAA tournament games that were going to be hosted here. Well, I'll try, to, I'll try to give you a quick summary of how that works. It's an NCAA event that is merit-based. All indications are that we would have been hosting the first and second round. Well, it's not guaranteed, but indications are being the number one team in the country you're going to host. That's an NCAA event. So that 75% of that revenue goes to the NCAA after expenses. And, and then we would, we would get, as a host, an honorarium of 25%. I hope my, I hope my memory serves me correctly. Somebody over there may be saying he's, he's wrong, but that's the case there. So that, that would not be a significant financial hit for us. But um, again, that's, this is a very serious situation with the coronavirus. And that has been our focus on hopefully, you know, this country goes through a time that other countries haven't had the benefit that it's been detrimental and deathly. And, and we've, we've had issues, certainly in our state already, in two counties, and been highlighted. So that's, that's been our focus. And revenue, revenue is, it's, it's a real thing, but that's not, that's not what we're focused on.